Live and welcome in from Hobbs Hut in Petaluma, California. Welcome in to episode eight of Washed. What's shaking, DJ? We're back. Yeah, it's been a it's been about a month or so, but uh, <laughs> we been, are back. Been a couple of New York minutes. No, it, yeah, like we were saying, we we're back. You know, it feels good to be, actually be recording again. You know, it's we've been busy. You know, shoot, real life gets in the way. We we've been talking back and forth like we do every day, whether it's about sports or life or whatever. You know, and we obviously we want to. Get on here and get recording, but um, but yeah, I mean, work has been wild here at NBC Sports Bay Area for me, and obviously you were in the thick of things for with a uh, trying to get into a postseason run at a at JC Baseball. So happy to be back. Yeah, definitely glad to be back. Uh, we just had a good playoff run at San Francisco JC. Came up a little short, but uh, you know had a good run. So we were just fully in that grind, and and you've been doing some great things for NBC Sports, being on Giants pregame live, and and doing some great cover stories. So we've just been taking some time off and. Now our schedules are going to free up a little bit, and definitely glad to be back on the air. So, yeah, man, the draft was yesterday. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of big news in in the Bay Area, and even you know if we might you know, magnify a little, little bit more, you know, Sonoma County. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Vaughn yesterday, third overall pick, the White Sox, crazy stuff. Yeah, you know, I mean, we both know Andrew, you know, and and uh, it was Absolutely. it was something that um, it was my first time actually meeting him. I I, I have known about him, obviously. Um, you know, we we're Petaluma people. He's from Santa Rosa. We're all part of that 707, the uh, Sonoma County Baseball. So definitely excited to, um, to, to get to know him a little more. And uh, I did a big story for NBC Sports Bay Area right before the draft. Came out early in the morning on the draft day. And really got to kind of dive into the person that Andrew was. You know, if anyone uh, that's listening was really kind of following the draft, he's going to go down as one of the most prolific college hitters ever. I mean, an unreal career at Cal. You know, um, we're, we're going to talk about this a little bit more, but I mean, uh, as far as the transition into a star like that, I mean, he hit one home run at Mira Carrillo High School in Santa Rosa. He li- he left Cal with 50 career home runs in three years. So, you know, I mean, I, I really want to kind of like dive into a little bit of that, but like I want to want to dive into the behind the scenes of, of, how, of the person he was and everything. So I really got to, I talked with him, I talked with, um, with, with Joey Gomes, who... You know, a lot of people know his brother Johnny Gomes as as a, as a World Series uh, winner with with the Red Sox a couple of years back. Um, they're both Petaluma guys. Joey was an eighth round pick of the Rays himself, you know, and um, was a minor league player and 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 now works with Team USA. He he's a he's a big time hitting coach around here in Petaluma. He has the Healdsburg Prune Packers, uh, which is a great college summer team. Which you know, you you have some big time talent at the JC that. Played for him over the summer, and, and Andrew played for him back in 2016 when he was one of the youngest on the team. So it was cool to talk to him. I even talked to uh, Andrew's father, Toby, and to Coach New over, over at Cal. So really kind of figure out who the person was. And, um, you know, I mean, everything was obviously, you know, flying colors. You know, I mean, it was great stuff. So, But to see someone from around here go number three in the draft like that, I mean, I, I, I think it's something where – where Gomes was saying it to me where he was like, you know, when someone someone when someone does good around here, it feels like we all do good, right? When, when someone Sonoma County baseball wise, like when when they start to make it when 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 they're uh when they're getting the light shined on them, 
I think we all feel a little bit of pride in there. And, and, and I know as you being a center as a JC baseball coach, I know that, that you felt that too. Yeah, definitely you feel a lot of pride. Um, you know, behind the scenes, you know, Sonoma County has, has produced some of the some of the better, you know, talent and work ethic uh, type baseball player, grinder baseball players for decades since our dads played. And, you know, obviously before that from the 60s, 70s on through now, there's just such a great, um, almost like a blue collar way about the way our athletes play baseball. They play hard. They play tough. Um, if not early in their career, they, they grind it out at the junior college level and, and progress. But even the talented ones, it seems like they just have a knack for just being a, a worker and, yeah. and grinding out, you know, touching on, uh, what you were saying about Andrew, you know, in the last couple of years, obviously I've, I've, I've been coaching at Santa Rosa JC as a pitching coach and, um, in the off season, uh, in the, in the winter time when we're practicing over the holiday and Andrew's back, you know, he would come and hit in the cage. He's really good friends with a lot of the, you know, we have a lot of Korea guys and Santa Rosa guys in our ball club. So, you know, Andrew's obviously tied with a lot of those guys. Um, so he would come and hit in our cage and just, just seeing him work, man. I mean, he's, he's just one of those guys that, you know, you would never know if you just saw him and talked to him, I'm sure. And you did. Mm-hmm. He's just a really humble guy. He's very confident. He's got that look in his eye, like you're not going to get me out. But mm-hmm. he's also very humble, and he's just a worker, man. And I think that's what what kind of fuels his fire is that he just stays focused on hitting balls hard and just being a great teammate and playing good, solid first base or whatever's asked him going forward. But um, I've had the opportunity to work out with him in the weight room. You know, see him hitting the cage. Uh, Coach Ben Beekner and myself at, at at Santa Rosa JC, we we did a coaches clinic last summer, and and he helped out one day, and we you know we had him come out and talk to some of the younger hitters and. Uh, he was great, you know, very patient for being such a young guy. He's kind of an old baseball soul, you can tell. He's oh, got, 100%. got great baseball IQ. So it was just really cool to see him. You know, obviously, you know, we've, we've only, you know, worked together a few times, and I more just watched from afar, just, you know, learning from him, really, just seeing how his movements are and what his tendencies are. But just talking to him about his leg kick, and obviously he talked, touched on that, and Harold Reynolds did the other night at MLB Network uh, after the, he got the call. Just, you know, he's just always on heater, and, and, and his, his hands are always back. And it's just great to see such a balanced power hitter in, in, in this area. Um, but, yeah, just watching him progress is just, has been great. And, you know, obviously third overall, it's obviously some, some pretty unbelievable stuff. And, you know, next year we're going to have, have that as well with another uh, local guy, you know, Spencer Torkelson. Yeah. Obviously, if he stays healthy and keeps getting stronger and just keeps doing, doing what he's doing, crushing baseballs all over the place, he might be uh, in the top three to five as well. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, I mean, I, I think two things that Gomes said to me about – Andrew really stood out. I think we were just talking about it a second ago. He said something where he he called him a grinder with a damn near eighty hit tool, and and I thought <laughs> I like that, that that was like. Uh, he also called him. He also said that what Steph Curry to the Warriors is, Andrew was a cow baseball, which is obviously the ultimate compliment for not just the Bay Area but for all of here. And he was he was talking very relative as far he's as a, he's a program changer. He's yeah, changing the culture of an entire program. As far as being as far as being a great teammate, being a culture changer, changing a program, just like you were saying. So obviously the ultimate pro, like the ultimate compliment right there. Absolutely. But, but I loved the grinder with a damn near eighty hit tool, and what he means by an eighty hit tool right there is. Uh, on like a grading scale from scouts, like as far as evaluators, when these guys um, going in the draft and stuff like that, and, and our prospects, it's really like, it's a 20 to 80 scale. Obviously, 80 is the best. So, I mean, if you're considered an 80 hitter, you're a, you're a, a major league star already, you know what I mean? And he looks like an almost major league ready hitter, but to call him a grinder with that. You know, like that doesn't usually happen. No, it's usually I, one or the other. You know, I mean, how many how many times? And this is something that Joy brought up with me is how many times is the best player on your team also the best teammate? 
You know, like like you, pretty rare, pretty rare, right? I mean, I mean, you, you might have seen that a few times with the JC, and it yes. pl- and it play yeah. and it plays into your guys' culture and Beekner's culture and, and Coach Damon Nylander's culture, and and obviously it's showing the results. You know, winning state championships and things like that. But it's very rare, especially at, a, at the lower level, like high school and travel ball. A lot of the times, whether it's here, around here, or beyond, a lot of the times the best player is can be a shit teammate. <laughs> it's when 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 they're sixteen, when they're fifteen, you know, like they they kind of walk around like like they're they can do whatever they want. Like they they already got a, they already got a five star on 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 their back, you know, and. It seemed like someone like Andrew might have uh, still had a chip on his shoulder. You know, he he didn't make area codes twice, things like that, which is a big time showcase with with all the top talent. You know, and and uh, and then Gomes had a great story where when Andrew was the he was the youngest player on the team for the Prune Packers, and Gomes Gomes goes, yeah, I show up to the ballpark one day. This guy beats the fucking coach when it's a hundred and ten degree weather in Hillsborough in the Sonoma County summer heat. And I pull up, all the dude is doing, he's standing outside of a, of a brick bathroom, throwing a, a baseball off a bathroom, and is feeling, fielding it off the cement. And he's like, who the hell does this? Yeah. It's not, like, that, that's a drill from 1947. Right. And, like, nowadays, you, you would In get... In shorthand. Exactly, right? And he's just, yeah, he's he's just working on, on, on scooping. He's just throwing it off of a brick bathroom. And he's like, nowadays, you would get a $2,000... Freaking ground, attack ground and, ball machine yeah. on, on a turf field, you know, yeah. and, and it's like we're we're all for hey, if you can get the resources, get that machine. If you if you have the technology, if you have the, if you have the data, the analytics, all that stuff, take do it to your advantage. But it showed the passion, right? And like yeah. and you know, and, and you just brought up someone like uh, Spencer Torkelson, and like we we're gonna have the opportunity as Sonoma County baseball alums and fans and people that have pride enough seven on seven. We're gonna have back to back top five picks, and that speaks a big deal. But you know, it's and someone like Spencer, he's not someone that just goes in and just just packs and he can he can walk out of there. Yeah, the dude hits freaking bombs at ASU. But I'll tell you right now that he, he got done with with Team USA baseball in the summer, and right when he got back, I saw him at the gym at City Sports Gym. Making me feel like they could twig again, <laughs> but the dude was on like the squat machine when 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 I just got done on on a freaking bike for five minutes and was like, all right, I'll do a few curls and say I did a workout. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to do squats anymore. I don't play sports anymore. I I sit and write stories. You know, and, and this dude's crushing squats. Yeah. Right after right right after having like uh, one of the greatest freshman baseball seasons in college history, crushing Barry Bonds. Home run record for a freshman was he, was he at, at ASU. I mean, like doubled it. You know yeah, what I mean? Like was he was one of the best players in the country as, as a freshman. As a freshman. Mm-hmm. Like regardless of age, then went to Team USA Baseball and the Cape Cod League in one summer. Came back and right away was like, I'm hitting squats. Still sticking to his process. You know what I mean? And, 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 that, and that that just keeping him grounded. It, sh- it shows you, right? Yeah, it totally it totally shows. And and just from from my experience watching guys. Uh, get drafted from Santa Rosa JC, and, and we're gonna keep this on Torkelson for a minute. I'm sure we'll shift gears here in a little bit, but just just with guys like that that have a lot of talent that still have that kind of motor, yeah. that's dangerous. Yeah, and and it just separates you mentally from. Uh, also, like you know, when you when you're hitting the iron man, I mean, you're you're just you're just callousing your toughness, you're callousing mm-hmm. your mental will, and and just the separation. Some guys that hit 25 homers. Or twenty homers, you know, maybe the guy that was second in the country. He's probably a little softer mentally. He's probably just natural, and he's just kind of riding it out. 
Spencer and Andrew and guys like that that have the talent with that work ethic. Yeah. If they just keep that going, I mean, sky's the limit. If you're if you're if you're crushing squats the 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 morning after a red eye back from USA Baseball, I mean, yeah. you got to be a little kind of crazy to be great in this game. But you don't <laughs> see you don't see enough of that. And just guys that just get after the weight room and do the side work, the early work, the hard balls off the the handball with a hard ball right, at yeah. 110 degrees. That awesome. just that just builds toughness and it builds. You know, hand eye, and it just builds just being a great teammate because you're not going to show up to the yard not prepared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some guys in summer ball, and we've both been on teams where guys take it a little looser than others. You know, it's a time sometimes for guys to reset and just kind of get away and maybe have a couple outings. But for these guys, this is just more exposure and more more opportunities yeah. for them to 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 be great. So it's definitely cool to see, man. It really it really is with with back to back years of, of possibly you know top five picks. Yeah, guys that grew up about. 15 minutes away from each other. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll be honest. I saw I saw Torkelson play. He went to our rival high school. He went to, he went to Costa Grande High School. We're both Petal Mahai alums yep. and stuff. I, I saw him play one time in high school. Um, you know, I heard everything, seen videos, saw him play football a little bit. Just a freak athlete. Yeah, I, big, I, big I, and physical. Abs- absolute hoss for mm-hmm. sure. Um, I saw him play one time, one at bat. It was all I needed to see. It was at Petal Mahai. It was a preseason game. They tried to go fastballing on him. He spun on it and hit it over the freaking flag pole. F- over, over the field goal post. Oh, field goal post. oh yeah, uh, left center. Uh, there. Yeah. yeah, went or, or, home run on on the football field. On the football field. Over the field goal post on the football field. And I was like, all right, yeah, it's real. That's about you four, know, and, that's and, about four ten to pull. Something. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, and and we're and you know, and he was he was what seventeen then, seventeen maybe maybe eighteen. Yeah, you know, and we're, wherever you're from, like. Kids get kids get hyped up, you know, and sometimes it's real, sometimes it's not. When I saw it, I was like, "Oh yeah, he's real," and it showed showed at Arizona State. But the, but then you see him in the, in the weight room at, 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 right after, do, after doing squats, right? So like it, it has to be a combination of that, and you know, and it was interesting talking to Andrew because you know a lot of people don't like to admit when they're wrong. There's times there's a lot of times when I don't, and yeah. and and, and I. And I admitted to him a, a story years ago about when I was wrong. I told it to him. I told it to his dad. I told it to, to Joey Gomes. I wanted to tell it to, to Coach New. I, I forgot. <laughs> uh, but uh, but I told him that. Like I, I saw Andrew play, I think it was either his sophomore or junior year at Maria Carrillo. And at the time, he was more of a middle infielder, pitcher, um, and... You know, I think he committed to Cal when he was like maybe like fifteen, sixteen. He was already committed at that at that point. Yeah, he, he 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 did like the a uh, a younger team USA like team when he was like fifteen or something like that. So like there was a little bit of hype there for sure. And I was like, saw him, and it was like, yeah, like he's a good player. I didn't even see like a future Cal star. Did I didn't didn't see a top three pick, and maybe it means I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, or maybe not. But but I but I think it was a a combination of like. Look, like these guys need to grow. Number one, and like we we can't put these kids in these bubbles. Number two, like number two and number three, he was super honest with me, man. He he was like, oh yeah, like I was kind of a, um, you know, a bigger bodied shortstop, made a lot of errors. I'll be honest with you and stuff. And he's like, but you know, when I got when I got to Cal, I uh, you know, I really focused on like my, my like my full body, like my and it was. He got way stronger, but also his hips got more flexible. And, like, with that, he developed a leg kick like you were talking about throughout his freshman year. But but he saw – but the leg kick happened from him watching a teammate that got drafted who was older than him. When Andrew was a freshman, he saw it when he was in the cage during the fall and was like, 
hey, I like that. Like, how does that work for you? Like, and, and just developed it, right? Like, it, it, it didn't take a coach saying it to him or anything like that. It was like, I think that I can have a little bit of power. I hit one home run in high school. How do I figure this Somehow, out? I'm trying to unlock right, like, the backside. You, you know, so I, I yeah. thought that was super interesting to hear that he saw from just, just watching a teammate in the cage kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And, and I mean, I know that you, I'm sure that you see that as a, as a coach, either from, from, from your pitchers watching teammates bullpens or seeing dudes in the cage watching each other and, like, how they can feed off of each other, right? I mean, that, that's something that's really cool when you have when you surround yourself with talent like that. Absolutely. No, it's, it's great. Uh, this year we actually had a pretty cool exchange. Devin Kirby who uh, is an All-State and uh, going to be announced here shortly, I'm sure, uh, All-American uh, closer for us this year. He just signed with Tulane University. Um, just outstanding. Just an unbelievable dude. Um, he, in the fall, was having a little bit of issue with two different speeds of breaking balls. I mean, working on it all year yeah. uh, for him to throw. Like, you know, just a get-over uh, early in the count breaking ball to a left-handed hitter, just to wrap it around the outside corner of the plate. We've been working on it since last year around this time. And um, all, all fall, we're struggling. We're trying to find it. We're trying to find it. And uh, one of our bullpen catchers uh, just was, was really helping him out with his release point, doing a double catcher drill where we'd have two guys, you know, and, and this, a bullpen catcher, a guy that was redshirting this year who, you know, was optional for him to come. He was the one that was really working with us, and we got a lot of great stuff done. And he was a guy that was just helping out, you know, and, and Kirby was really – attentive and really like worked with them and it was just cool to see it from his point of view from a hitter catcher's point of view um so i've seen it from teammates i've seen it from bullpen catchers i've seen it from from coaches you know we've i've had some breakthroughs with some guys it's just really cool when guys are engaged and they're both trying to work things out for the better of the team and also individually at the same time it's pretty cool and 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 the bullpen catcher story like this i'll never forget it man like and then ever since then you know, he's helped – that guy helped uh, uh, Blake McDonald, uh, freshman for us uh, from Montgomery High. He's helped a couple guys. He also helped out Chris Harms, um, a, a guy that just unlocked a lot of extra velo this year, getting in the low 90s at times. Um, and this guy's just giving pointers from the squad, man, just being a great teammate. So shout-out to Blake McDonald. He's, yeah, no, uh, that, that, that's so cool to see that it doesn't need to be another all-state guy, no. right? It could be a bullpen We're catch. all in it together. Exactly. Just, it could be yeah, a bullpen great catcher stuff. like that. Or, it's a great breakthrough. It was yeah. really cool to see organically. Like, I was just kind of letting him do his, you know, because I, obviously I jump on guys if I need to. But of uh, we like to get work in. And, and when guys are in a, you know, a script, you know, we're going through some sequences, I like it to be game speed. So yeah. if anything, you know, call a mound visit, uh, like a simulated mound visit, and let the bullpen catcher Hey, what are you seeing? Oh, so we kind of okay. make it more game-like instead of, you know, every pitch I'm breaking it down and then he doesn't get in the rhythm. So it was just pretty cool to see the, the catcher organically do it through a speed of a game kind of. I'm sure to see a human element like that. It was really yeah, cool. Especially so I kind of let it go yeah, and it just yeah. kind of played out. And, and, you know, Kirby was in second in the state in the ERA and, he, you know, everything else has, has gone extremely well for him. So yeah. this guy's limit for that kid too. I mean, another guy that, that you saw really grow at the JC and stuff, you know, that's connected to an Andrew Vaughn. Is, uh, and I think kind of has a little bit of a similar story and a similar path is, is a Jake Shiner. Oh, yeah. Jake's, you know, Jake's it's, great. It's, how crazy is it to think now that he, that they were on the, on the same infield for, I mean, what is Jake, a year older or is he two years older? Two years, two years older. I, I think he's two years older. And, you yeah, because Andrew and, was up when he was younger, obviously. Andrew, well, he, he was a four-year varsity, yeah. four varsity guy. Yeah. Absolutely. But so they had two years, I think, together mm-hmm. in the same infield at right. Maria Carrillo High School in Santa Rosa. That's wild to even think about, It's right? crazy to think about now, and it's crazy to think of how far both of those guys have come since high school. Yeah. 
Shano ended up being a fourth round draft pick. Fourth round draft pick, and, and you know, uh, getting drafted by the Phillies uh, originally, and you know, obviously a couple uh, a couple days ago, he got traded to the Seattle Mariners. Part um, of the big Jay Bruce trade, trade, you know, it's big stuff. It's so crazy he's seeing his name on it. I mean, network things like yeah. that. You know, obviously Jay Bruce is a former All Star. You know, I mean, he's it's a big trade. Yeah, for sure. You know, so I mean, but to, to see that was kind of interesting in the first place. Yeah, no, it was definitely interesting. But, but uh, back to what you're saying about just kind of like his path and his growth. Yeah. Like, so when we when we brought Jake in in the fall of uh, of 14, you know, he came in was a, obviously you could tell he had obviously skill, a good hand hand movements. He was doing a lot of side work with, with keeping his his backside tucked and keeping the knob really tight and really worked on that. I mean, he was doing one arm drills. He was putting in the work and. You know, very much like Andrew, just a, just a grinder, and yeah. Jake put on a lot of weight. And then his freshman year, he'll tell you, he'll be the first one to tell you, um, he he overplayed the game a lot. He he always wanted to be great, but he thought it was just effort and not yeah mental. And then he really, you know, again another. I, I know I said this earlier about uh, Andrew and Spence, but um, guys that you know match their physicality and their work ethic with their talent level. And Jake really just grinded and, and developed into into being. You know, uh, the best player in the state of California, um, him and Al Grenard both were on the same ball club, and they were the two best players in the state. One uh, one was a pitcher, one was a hitter. Um, when they were both sophomores. And they were both sophomores. Third-year third yeah. sophomores just watching that progression. At the JC, and I'm yeah. Sure, yeah, I'm sure we'll get into that here in a sec. But just Jake, Jake's story and, and him going to Houston and just doing unbelievable things in the regional, and they had a lot of fun, and, and, and he was just driving the baseball. Again, another guy that didn't hit for a lot of power in high school but just kept. No. And he has a leg kick as well and just – the the whole party out front thing that Joey's been doing yeah. with these guys and uh, I'm sure you guys see that a lot on, on the internet with videos and stuff and guys are, but it's competitive they, they they make it a mentality and and uh, and Jake just really just kept progressing and he was a grinder and a great teammate as well uh, was one of our leaders on our team and he's just a great dude but uh, just great to see guys just progress like that and we've had a few guys here in the last you know we've had seven guys drafted in the last uh, five six years um, you know three hitters and four pitchers and. And just seeing, you know, some were all different kind of stories. Some some were talented and needed to hone in mentally, and some were were really just raw, just good good baseball players for Sonoma County High School, but mm-hmm. just really turned into Division One caliber, professional caliber ball players. A lot on on merit and blood and sweat and in the weight room, and 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 some of it is just unlocking some of the some of the phys- physical tools that they didn't think they had. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think Jake's story is super similar to Andrew's. Like Very similar, just, like we were just saying. I mean. Of- it's and, and it goes past the fact that they were literally high school teammates. High school for, teammates for two years. Yeah. But I remember I came out to one of you guys' practices of the JC Shiners redshirt sophomore year. I think it was when you guys were like going through your postseason run yeah. and everything. Came out to a practice, <laughs> you know, and it was crazy because I I remember I think when I was a sophomore at the JC, he was still in high school, but but he but he came out like to to help out at one of the the camps that we run. You know, and and he was kind of like a skinnier kid, high school kid, you know, and, and like he knew how I was from, from being a Sonoma County baseball player around here and stuff and was like, oh, hey, man, I, like, how you doing, talking to me, yada, yada. And now I come out a few years later, I'm, I'm done playing college ball, now I'm seeing him, he's a redshirt sophomore, and like he said, he ends up being the best player in the state, like by a long shot. By a long shot. I, like, absolutely <laughs> dominated. And, yeah. and, and, you know, and you can just see the change in his body, like... Like from, from having those three years of the JC, and and, mm-hmm. and I walk up to him, I'm just like, all right, man. Well, like I, I wish I did what you did here. Like, like mm-hmm. my God, man. He's, he's like, oh yeah, just you know, just been getting after it. And I'm like, nah, you like you, you got it. Like, like you, you had a goal, dude. Like you're good for you, bro. Like you know, it was honestly, we were talking about the whole seven on seven, bear like baseball thing, some kind of baseball thing. And for me, someone that was 
the time pretty like recently away from baseball and like times where you know where you're almost thinking about like I wish I did this I wish I did that I miss the game part of me is almost a little bit mad at the game from like from being done and just like you know all those different things you know as a competitive former athlete see that and I was kind of you know had a little of those thoughts like to be completely honest with you where it's like damn like I I wish I, that I did certain things at this school that allows you to do that that like that that he did as far as like crushing the weight room little different things like that you know and like really honing in and don't get me wrong it's not like I didn't go to the weight room but like of course like as a, I think as a competitive athlete you're always going to look back at things like that and be like I could have done that you know what I mean like like hey like I still have a, a career that I'm very happy with but like could have done that but then I think that the whole 707 thing takes over and you're like this is really cool to see and like really cool to like let him know like I'm proud and it's really cool to see what you're doing now and now he's on his own path. So I think for me as a reflection thing from being a Sonoma County athlete, I thought that was really cool actually to be honest with you. Yeah, no, yeah. it's definitely cool. And I, going back to what you said about things, you know, we wish we would have changed as a player. I kind of channeled those things into my coaching style. So obviously, you know, I, I played college ball all the way through, you know, Division One, and I came back and started coaching right away. Like I didn't have any lag time mm-hmm. and I just started using all those things. You know, when you look back on your career, like, hey, I should have done it this way or here's what's going to happen if you do this, good and bad. You know, just to be able to translate those and help guys that are coming up and, and just watching guys do it the right way, you know, it's is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And, uh, no, yeah, it's definitely one of those things where you just want to see guys just, you know, see the signs and just read the game. You know, the game always tells you what to do if you look and, and, and listen the right way and practice the right way. And it's just cool to see some local guys that are really taking care of it and being one step ahead of it um, in more ways than one. So it's just pretty cool stuff, man. Speaking of guys that are taking care of it and getting the job done, someone that uh, you told me about him when he was at the JC, I think early on, was a Garrett Hill, you know. And uh, I saw him only one time there. I think it was your guys' playoff game. And, you know, you don't look at him and you're like, oh, like that's the, that's the body of a future like ace and anything like that and it's not because he's out of shape he's not he's just like a uh, he's not like this big hoss by any means it's, it's no big. he looked like an accountant he was super like he was he was, just he was super kind of stoic and, and, and stoic yeah, exactly. and just a big, calm presence very, very wiry but it was super easy for him one, one, one of those guys you know where it was just like okay put the leg up put my arm back throw the ball super Okay, that was ninety one. Like, and I was like, maybe I was trying. Like, you know what I mean? So, uh, and like, like that's someone where, Anley High School, Sebastopol. You know what I mean? Pedalama as well. Yeah, group group as a Pedalama guy. You know, and someone someone who like I was just saying body wise, right? It's not like he looked like this huge D one athlete right out of high school, and wherever you're from, I, I you know I think that growing up around here, a lot of us. We look at something like Sanders of JC when we're in high school because it's in our backyard. We're almost like, okay, we're at the JC, whatever. When you're first going into it, yeah. then you understand what it is, obviously, as you've seen as a coach and a player, as I saw as a player, the kind of talent, different things, different things like that. And it's like that at a lot of different like JCs. It's a different, different culture than Santa Rosa, but like having that kind of talent and the growth that, that athletes can have and that's what's cool to me is to see someone like him who now is I think just got promoted like just you got said promoted the high A, high a with the Tigers with yes. the Tigers Second yeah year in Pro Bowl um, first full year yeah. and he at one point this year threw something like thirty scoreless innings thirty oh I think it was closer to thirty five scoreless innings 
um, going back from the end of 18 when he he got he, – so Garrett Garrett's a winner, man. And everywhere he goes, he competes for championships. And uh, they he got drafted, went to short – got into a playoff run, and they won a championship. Went to San Diego State Went to San Diego State. Yeah. Well, yeah. So he went to the JC, led the state in ERA as a freshman, was just – He's just one of those guys that he just the, the ball has a second has a second life when you <laughs> sorry we're uh, we're watching MLB Network live here Garrett I'm gonna get back to you but <laughs> Ken Giles just snapped the fungo after blowing a save so sorry I, I didn't mean to crack up on the air but uh, Ken Giles got a little red eye yeah but uh, anyways back to Garrett uh, Garrett led the state in ERA as a freshman and then he you know he only had two pitches he had an unbelievable wipeout changeup and, and a very live fastball and um, he unfortunately had Tommy John and, and he just. He hit the rehab hard, and obviously, the, you know, there's a lot of success rates with that. But just to watch the growth of, of him having a lot of success early, then getting hurt, and then having to start from ground zero, and then in the development of him coming back from injury, just me and, and Coach Damon talking a lot, he needed to develop a breaking ball, which was hard for me to get him to unlock that mental. And that was while he was hurt? How would I turn no, 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 just that? like, you know, like when he's... No, of course, yeah. Yeah, but his redshirt sophomore year, he was a great two-pitch guy, but if he wanted to go where he's at now, uh-huh, we yeah, had to yeah, develop yeah. the yeah, breaking yeah, yeah. pitch. So obviously when, when he was cleared to, to start spinning him, you know, we, we did some great mental work, and he was, he's so coachable, him and his brother both. Um, but but Garrett just does a great way of just grinding and, and grinding. He's putting on weight. He's eating, and he's still just callousing his mental man. And he's just him and Renard both. All those guys, Bender, and they just brule. They have a machine like mentality yeah. about what they do, and uh, that's what we do at SRJC. And and just watching Garrett just just come back. What does he remind you of as far as Garrett? Comparison. If I had to compare him to a pro ball player, you know, if if you know. If he gets to that level, uh, which I think he will, if he keeps going like that, no, he reminds me a lot of a, a Sonny Gray. Oh yeah, you've said that before. Yeah. Uh, I told you that his sophomore year at he the JC. Yeah, I, I just really saw that in his game. Uh, you know, he's he's put on a lot of weight. He's getting closer to two hundred pounds now, but at the time he's you know about one seventy five, one eighty, very long and lean, and well, just having a sandwiches. A quick, yeah, a lot of those whole Tri- milk, triple stack. <laughs> uh, he had a lot of a quick live action stuff. It just reminded me of Sonny Gray when he was doing those playoff runs when. Days were going against the Tigers in the Verlander years, and and uh, he just really reminded me of that. Um, so he went to San Diego State. He got Pitcher of the Year in the Big Eight when he was at San Jose JC. Then he went to uh, San Diego State and got Co-Pitcher of the Year in the Mountain West. He's got Conference. some accolades here, folks. Got some accolades. Uh, state champion, state runner-up, Pitcher of the a Year. A ring. Ring. Uh, two rings. They won a conference championship at San Diego State. Then he gets drafted, and, and uh, he gets an opportunity with the Tigers. So uh, he, he's a great example. Anthony Bender was another guy that I had the honor to work with for three years. Uh, very talented, very physical guy from Petaluma again, Casa Grande again. Uh, Torkelson's from Casa, so is Brol. Um, and the in these all right, Gaucho, Jesus Christ. <laughs> we got a couple treasures of that <laughs> back in the day. Uh, <laughs> but uh, now Bender was a guy that was really you know country hardball, low nineties, got up to ninety seven his sophomore year. Um, not bad. Had a lot of had a lot of attention, but he was a power guy that that really needed to 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 learn how to pitch backwards, and and he did and. The game told him what to do, and we, he made some great adjustments. And, and that's what's cool with him is, is he was more of a nat- well, he was more of a natural. I can get on the mound and I can freaking fire this thing. Uh, Bender back. and Brule both very yeah. talented, had a lot of success. Need to hone it in. Just need to hone it in, and that was another great thing to to be able to to work with guys to where hey, you know, talking to Brule like, hey man, I know you hit ninety four from the left side, but like that's you, cool. You, that's cool, <laughs> but you need like that's great. Yeah. You know, you're sitting eighty nine, you? you're pounding, but <laughs> if people know you got to get fast, but you got to slow them up. Yeah, and there's a lot of right-handed hitters, and at the time we were facing, and the circle changeup was going to because the 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 way he throws the ball very Tony Watson like lower three-quarter slot, 
And the way he throws the slider, it just takes a lot of toll on his arm. So he's mm-hmm. a short inning, the late inning kind of power, uh, great wipeout stuff. Um, so the changeup really saved him, and, and he was able to go longer at outings, and that got him uh, some great opportunities with the with the Dodgers and, and, and Bender uh, going with the Royals. Just two guys also that are just great, great uh, three-year guys. You know, I'll, I only had the honor of working with uh, with Brule for one. He came in from Cal Poly, um, just was going was gonna to transfer and ended up getting drafted. But, you know, Renard and Bender being their three-year guys, Garrett Hill being a th- three-year guy. Renard is uh, arguably the most Greg Maddox-like pitcher in J.C. baseball that I've seen as far as pinpoint. Um, Another Maria Creo guy. Another Maria Creo guy. So at the same, at the same time, at, at one point, they had Vaughn. Shiner, Renard. and Renard, All and uh, and uh, Clayton, Andrews, Clayton Andrews, who's with the who's, who's, Dodgers, who's right. with the Brewers. Oh, now. that's right. Excuse me. What, was, was, a, was, was, a, was a two way guy, two way guy um, at Long Beach State. Uh, uh, turned into a pitcher only for a little bit of the Brewers. Toughest guy to strike out. He's about five six five five seven. Absolute pest. Has great speed. Great great center fielder, but filthy on the hill. Can throw like. 94 at that size. At that height, which is, makes it even more and difficult. The, yeah. And the Brewers have actually given him a little bit of a chance to even swing the bat this year. So he's actually played a little bit of center field Another now. Guy. Which is <laughs> yeah, which is crazy to think about, number one, with yeah. that school. Uh, and then, like, I love the fact that they've even given him a chance at all in the minors this year after taking a full year Shows off. a lot of athleticism. To be sure. like, hey, dude. Uh, grab a stick. Why don't you, why don't you grab a stick? Yeah, get, get Watch one BP. And be like, yeah, you're going to be in center field tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, and you might relieve after that the next game. Yeah, just being very versatile. Okay. It's the, the ultimate utility guy, being able right. to pitch and hit, right? And that was like a bender for you guys at the JC <laughs> when it was like, yeah. oh, yeah, you, uh, you threw 96. Uh, well, How about we, your RD? We, we had to hone it in. He, uh, he, he's a very strong guy, and uh, he, he likes to. Uh, he liked to hit a lot of a lot of jacks, and he tried to hit the ball in the ballpark. Oh, yeah. His sophomore year, the reason why he. Uh, we we kind of turned him into just a one one way guy because that's what he was look, getting looked at in colleges and pro. He was swinging so hard he he uh, like pulled his back <laughs> muscles and he he missed a a good a good little fraction of, of our run and he got healthy right before the state finals and he finished up really strong. But he was swinging so dang hard that he you know he was he was slipping a disc yeah. in his back. That's just the kind of guy that he is. He loves to compete. But going back to Renard, um, very Greg Maddox like, and I and I and I can back that up with that he was the best pitcher in the state and was pinpoint was every bit the most detailed guy that I've ever had the honor of seeing develop and the honor that I've had to work with him and we have a great relationship as I did all these guys are you know Bear Cub guys are, are very unique as you well know but uh Renard was just a grinder man really wanted to find he's out he's a Gruden grinder he's a Gruden grinder <laughs> big big location guy but he uh he loved to ask questions he loved, his brother's the same way they're very bright uh, high baseball IQ guys they want to learn they want to know why the ball moves this way and how to set up your pitches and when to throw these and which counts and uh, just very mental um, to the point where you know that matched up with, with uh, three years of just getting after in the weight room and just growing as a person and as a player he ended up just being the most dominant player at, in the state you know the same year Shiner got in he went to Michigan and now he's in the Pirates organization so another guy that just just grinded uh, we had Zach Call as well who's a physical left-handed hitter that that got drafted by the Rockies was on our uh, around the state years and was did a great job for us. Went to Colorado Springs. He got drafted. Ryan Haug was MVP of the entire conference. Um, one of the most athletic, uh, long and lean um, players that we've had at the JC. A great teammate, great motor. Again, a lot of these guys have some of the same 
things. And now he, he played in a couple of big league games with the Pirates this year during spring training before he unfortunately had a hand injury. He's actually rehabbing and, and getting very close to coming back right now. But another versatile guy that can play the outfield, he can catch. Um, very good, uh, quick twist, just you know, long and lean. Um, it's very athletic back there. Great accurate arm, and so we've had a lot of you know a lot of guys that have earned their way. He's a Rancho Catati guy, played yeah. at Petaluma for for travel ball, and yep. it's another you know Sonoma County guy. Jason Alexander is in Double A. Yeah, um, one of my been, teammates, one of the, uh, at the, the JC. Great arm. I, I I think I think the the coolest thing about about all of this for all of us, right, uh, is number one is uh, just kind of the the pride that we talked about and talking with with Andrew. Talking with Joey Gomes, talking with his dad, they all brought up how they hope that Andrew going number three will, will put it even on, put on the map even more. Right. In talking with Andrew, he even brought up a Torkelson. You know, it, it wasn't a a me me thing. They they were you know they were they were teammates on Team USA at the same position, and it, and it was never uh, hey I'm gonna, I'm better than you this, this or that. You know, they're they're taking pictures of uh, with with each other after games and and tweeting about them and and uh, right. put it on Instagram things like that you know and, and and you'll see one or the other they're both not the most active people on Twitter but every once in a while when they do actually tweet something it'll be about a party out front or, or it'll be about a seven on seven or or something like that you know to see those two guys who are gonna represent us. Big time these next two years, uh, really kind of pull for each other. Number one was really cool, and then number two, the really cool thing hearing from you on the coach's side, uh, with, with these Sonoma County guys that clearly had talent from high school on and, and needed something like a JC and then continue and continue to grow is you know, there, there are similarities with Vaughn and Shiner, then there's big differences be, between a Garrett Hill and a Bender, but but they all needed. The different honing in their own way. They all kind of clearly had that talent, but uh, but but then to see the growth, right, is what is what's really cool, uh, both mentally, physically, and just to see like kind of the ascension, like I'm talking about, of from hey, I'm a talented high school kid. I can I, I can be an Anthony Bender and swing out of my ass and, and throw a heater by you, but I also need to learn, right? You know, so that's the kind of the coolest thing I think from your perspective, really too. Yeah, definitely. It's uh. Definitely great to talk about, and um, just just love the, the the conversation we just had. It was really cool, and there's so many other guys out there that have have been great. Uh, if we missed anybody, then there's so many in Sonoma County. Relax, Aquarius. Relax, guys. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's just so many. Uh, that was Anthony. Don't don't don't, don't, don't repeat it. <laughs> but uh, no, it's uh, it's 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 a great conversation to have, and you know, speaking of the draft, real quick. Um, I thought it was weird. Obviously, we talked about this off air a little earlier uh, today. The regionals and the drafts uh, need to be on different times. I saw this clip of uh, Coach Esker from for the head coach for Stanford in the middle of a, uh, the regional championship game against Fresno State. Yeah, guy gets drafted in the first inning, and you tell him he's on deck, and then he's got to you know obviously you know that's the best news of your life, but. In All the middle of the also, hugging him. Yeah, he's on deck. He's doing a tip of the cap. And I'm certain like, people are like, what a cool moment. And I'm like, Dude, Sure, it's a cool moment, but, of course it, sh- it, is, but it shouldn't be that way. It should be separate. It's not his fault. It's, it's not, not his fault at all. And it's not Esker's fault. It's just yeah, the way it's yeah, set up. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, all right, man, like, we should totally make this a bigger deal. Because I think Vaughn getting 
drafted, yes, like a lot of the hardcore baseball people and just friends of his that maybe not are into baseball. We all knew about it, but like... But can you compare that to the number three pick in the NFL, NFL draft? draft? Or NBA the draft, yes. the lottery, you know? Yes. Like that that would be a huge The name. lottery the night. ESPN would break. Yes. The, you know? the lottery so. night, which isn't even the NBA draft... No, it's just the lottery. Is, uh, ...is huge, and you have all these prospects watching where they possibly might go in suits. Yeah. And you have a full day of it. You know, coverage, you get to know the athletes a little bit more too. Oh, completely. You so know. I think it was great, uh, real quick, just, it was great for you to do a cover story on the guy. I think that was such a cool idea that you were able to get to know him and his family. Mm-hmm. And that came out the morning of the draft. So people kind of just digested that as the day progressed to when he got the call and the video was on MLB Network. I thought that was really refreshing because I really think that um, that we need more of that. Because yeah, I think it was cool the game, to see him and Rutschman Rush, and these different, yeah. Bobby Witt Jr., these different big guys, but it's... Bishop, yeah, Hunter Bishop, a local guy that went to the, um, went to the Giants, number ten overall. Um, but it's it's nothing compared to what NFL, NFL, NFL NBA, NBA is. In. It's, not, it's not fair. It's because I think the game is is it's underappreciated. I think well, the, especially the college game. College right? game is so underappreciated. The regionals are going on right now, and you it's might like, and you might need to turn ESPN on ESPNU. Yeah, exactly. It's like okay, is, is is ESPN five, ESPN the Cinco on right now? I mean, yeah, like, I don't know. And you, what's then going you got to pay for it. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and you you, 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 you might coverage. You might be able to find it somewhere online. You might be able to stream it. I mean, yeah, I, it's on I, ESPNU right now. It's just, I, but it's still ridiculous. I, I had I had to stream Cal's regional game against TCU on ESPN three. Yeah, things like three. that. And and you know, uh, I just wish that the the game had a lot more um, press and everything, a lot more notoriety from, from the college game on. I mean. All these regionals, uh, a lot of the, the top teams like are have already been knocked out, and and like it's because of these crazy games that there was a walk off grand slam. Guys down by three, and you had to grand, grand slam, two slam strikes, one two game. Outs. You had you had Adley Rushman, the number one pick, get get intentionally walked with the bases loaded. These crazy things. A lot of things happened. That that, that, should, that should be bigger than than having to follow it on Twitter. I was actually uh, just talking with Joey Bart, the Giants' top prospect, who was. The number two pick in the draft uh, last year, and he was talking about that where he was, uh, you know, he brought it up where he wished that the draft was bigger, that that it had uh, more press and different things, and and he was like, you know, I just wish it was a um, a bigger moment for these guys, and he, he was like, don't get me wrong, like like my moment was special. Um, he went to Georgia Tech, and uh, unfortunately for them, they didn't make regionals, and he was at his family home in Georgia, had all his friends and family. And, Coaches and teammates surrounded by him, you know, and big moment, you know, he, he's hugging his family on the couch and stuff like that. But then you have guys like you were talking about with Stanford who are in the middle of a game. Of a game. So you're in the biggest game of your life. Yeah. To, you're in the NCAA tournament, and then you're also getting the biggest news of your life because when you're any kid that plays the game wants to get paid to do it. Yeah. So you're also getting these, these two ultimate highs of your life, but you're also in the middle of like a grind with your team. And then you gotta re. It's, it's just a weird. There were there was a story just like that. I think it's weird for me. I I, I vote against weird. it. I think they should push the draft back. I personally think, if they want to separate it, they should do it the week after the college champ. I know that, but do you really? Th- I know we were talking about this off air too. And I'm sure you're going to jump in with this. Do you yeah. really think a couple extra weeks without going to short season is going to hurt? The prospect. No, no, and and that's that's what someone like Bart said. Honestly, who's a big time prospect and and who's gonna go through the, through the system quickly. And, and you know the the deadline for the signing is a lot different now. It's not as not as late and and this and that. But the top picks still take their time a little bit. They're gonna take at least a week or two. 
at the least to, uh, to sign. Um, and again, the MLB draft is way different with how the money is slotted and different things like that for sure. So and, and it's different because you do end up in end up playing just a little bit here. But he he even said it. He he even said to me. He's like, look, like I took about two weeks until I reported to camp. Because uh, as far as figuring out the money, like number one, and, and physical, and, yeah, and, settled and, in, and number two, also kind of like being able to breathe a little bit. He he just played fifty five games in college or whatever it was, and being able to be like, hey, I need to cherish this moment, like with my family and friends, because I know that in just a few weeks I need to be back locked in and be in my A game, right? For sure. But he, the dude only played six games in the Arizona Rookie League. And then and then went to went to short season a in a ball uh, in Salem Kaiser in Oregon, he played six games in rookie ball. Number one, if he didn't even have those six games, it would have been just fine. It would have been just fine. The guy, the guy, the guy's a stud. So Fifteen events. Yeah, seventeen he would, He was a number two pick for a reason. Yeah. And and he said he was like, look, if if we lose a week or two of rookie league. We're gonna be okay, and 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 that and that's not anything against rookie league or no, or, no. Or, or or these prospects that need it more than others, but there needs to be a way for the timing of it to just be better with everything. You were just given the Stanford story. There was one with with UCLA where where a guy. Hit a huge home run. Uh, I think I think it was a go ahead home yeah. run. Yeah, yeah. So there's a yeah. guy picture of the whole team watching it. Oh, yeah, right. and like there uh, and like all the um, all his teammates are going wild and like hugging him after the home run because they're pumped trying to win the game. And then his dad goes in the dugout to let him know you just got drafted. Yeah, that's a bit. That's yeah. And, 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 and you know and and look like like it's not like the dad just jumped over the fence and came in. No, and, and, no it, it, obviously it was, it was allowed by the pre- yeah, It was allowed by, by 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 the coaches and, and and everything else because of because of the moment and like the kid deserved a moment like that being drafted obviously. But it doesn't need to be like that. It, it can't no. be in the middle of trying to win a game for your team. It's ridiculous. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, again, can you imagine if Zion Williamson a Duke in the middle of a, after, middle of a UNC Duke game uh, yeah, after having a dunk? If Coach Tate is like, hey, congrats, uh, hey, New Orleans, New Orleans, New Orleans, New Orleans, New Orleans, Orleans took you with you're the, on the clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're the number one pick. Yeah, man. Um, just, he just exploded. Yeah, yeah. Hey, by the way, uh, Nike wants to, wants to sign you for hundred mil. Yeah. All right, Coach, uh, it's fourth quarter. Right. Uh, time me, out. Time out. Give me some catering. Yeah. You know, so um, and every other sport has the separation. Every other sport has its own day. Yeah, and I 100%. think baseball. Well, I think we need to. Grow, I think it's, you know, I, I guess I think we need to grow our game. I think the yeah. game, both of them, the college game and I think Major League Baseball itself, like it needs of to course. be separate. No, we're, we're, the game of baseball in general needs to be more, more celebrated and more exposure. Yeah, you know? we 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 were just talking about those two singular moments with the Stanford player and the Cal player. But you know the way the draft is, what with it being in early June, and there's still some t- some teams playing in the postseason. But think about like the weeks going up to that, where where you're thinking of if you're a team in the bubble or something like that, where you're like, okay, I'm trying to get my team into the postseason, but also I have um, advisors. Can't call them an agent yet. Can't but, uh, Yeah, yeah. You have people. <laughs> you have people that are trying to like figure out where you might go in the draft, and you have. Um, like area talent evaluators, like calling you and and you know different scouts and this and that, calling you and being like, hey, uh, we might take you with the number two pick in the draft, you know. But also, hey, good luck against Georgia. Oh, you, you know yeah. what I mean? That's crazy. To good luck with finals this week. Yeah, you know. And and, and I talked with it. Uh, I, I I asked Vaughn about it. I was like, you're going to regionals for your first time. Yeah, Arkansas. And in less than a week, you're gonna have a. Four to five million dollar signing bonus in your hand. 
is that tough mentally? And you know, and he had a great answer where he was kind of like, he, he he said that he he loved the fact that he could still play because it kind of uh, distracted all, yeah, the, all, the, all the other stuff. Brian, where where he's like, I I can just focus on being in the yard with, with my boys and playing baseball and stuff, and that's my thing. It's a good answer, and you know, and and. You know, it's a great answer. I'm sure that maybe in the back of his mind a little yeah, bit, the I mean, draft was still there. And then, yeah, and then someone like Bart was very uh, honest where he was like, yeah, I'm a human. And and there's times where he's like, I think that I blocked it out very well. There's no doubt about that. But there were certainly times where the closer I'm getting and once like people start talking about you could possibly go here, you could possibly go there – it's going to be in your head, man, of course, you know? And it's not like Baker Mayfield had to worry about that or Zion Wayne's totally had to worry about that. It's a different time of the year. Yeah, he, the, he had, had a, couple months to he had a whole combine to do that and to yeah. work out and, and, and to have... Get these, more in business mode. Of course, yeah. to have answers and, and learn how to do interviews and things like that, you know? So it's, it's just, it's different. It needs to be a separation uh, uh, for, for a specific, obviously there's a specific draft day, but to separate it, right? And, and there needs to be no games from that day. It needs to have its own day where the call season is over. Um, so hopefully they can figure that out. I, yeah, I, I, I would really like to see so. a change in the next, hopefully, five years. That'd be great. But a uh, lot, lot of good stuff there. And, uh, you know, it's just something that we talked about. I just definitely wanted to kind of share that. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. But I think it needs to be known that, I mean, seeing that, that video of the on deck, it just kind of, kind of threw me off a little bit. You know, if I was, you know, if you were playing and, Man, I, I could not imagine. I could, you know, could not cause, imagine because you're all in, man. Like basically, you got to be locked in mentally, man. That that would totally just check you out for the rest of the game. You wouldn't give it. You wouldn't give a dang about the rest of the game. Half half of you wouldn't. You know, you're thinking about like, dude, I just made like five million dollars. Like this is crazy. Yeah. And they just told me now in front of all these people, like, where do I sign on that? Like, what do I do? <laughs> yeah, it's like a different. You're just kind of in a different mindset. You, I just kind. If it was me, I'd rather not know until later. Personally, yeah, I do agree with that. I would not want to know. I would just be like, I, 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 don't tell me. So let me. Play, I, I would. I would. I would not want to know. I don't want to drop know, a game uh, and like we don't go on in the regional tournament. Just after, because after of the that. game, winner, 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 lose. You know, I, I, I want. I want my coach. Sign, let me know. Talk like talk talk to the players and you know and and you know in front of the team be like, hey, by the by the way, congratulations to whoever. Yada yada, and, and I, I know they're not gonna blame Esker. No, 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 no. Yeah, and I'm not saying that some guys can't handle it. I mean, these guys are 21 years old. Yeah, they're, they're, they're grown, grown men. men. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying you got to baby them. I'm just saying I just think it'd be cool if if the draft itself got a little bit more publicity and there's a little bit more coverage, and they kind of have their own moment. Well, I mean, at the actual where, where the where the draft is, some of these guys are still playing. It's yeah, where the where the actual draft takes place at the MLB Network studios in Sakakis, New Jersey. Sakakis. They had four players there. Four, 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 four players tables. Four, four, four players were there. Imagine that. The, the, the first one that actually got picked was to the Mets, I think, at number twelve. Uh, don't count me to that. And then the the last of the four went to the Diamondbacks at like number thirty three or something like that. Yes, yeah, so there's a lot of drop off there. I mean, I mean and that's still a great. That's a very high draft pick. I'm saying like you don't have any of your top ten picks no. in the house. That's horrible. That's hours of just sitting in that studio That's with, your, with your family. And it's live. It's on TV. And, you know, it, yeah. So you got Skype videos for an hour and a half? Yeah, and you're kind of just like hanging out, like meeting these new guys, I guess, and seeing what Eric Burns is going to do or something. Yeah, what, what furniture he's going to do, a front <laughs> flip off of yeah. next? Yeah, exactly. But it's, it, it shouldn't be. I mean, the first the first year that it was uh, that it was televised was 2009. Yeah. And there was one it's player. It's only going to get better. There was one, one player, player there. That player was Mike Trout. 
who obviously pretty good one guy to show up, <laughs> which is hilarious. Yeah. And he fell in the draft <laughs> and everything, uh, and a lot of that had to do with where he grew up and the weather, and it's a whole ridiculous, crazy thing, right? But it was a one player the first year that it was televised. I mean, that's wild. It sh- it shouldn't be like that. No, man. it should not. And it's been ten years later, and now we have four. And I'm sure we're not the only people talking about this. I mean, it's all over Twitter right now. Yeah. Um, I I just think they need to change it. I think that it's just. It's just all ridiculous. all these players are clearly having great moments that they're going to remember. Whether it's a Bart telling me about about his memory last year, whether it's Andrew and his family and his friends and teammates and coaches in Santa Rosa, or whether we we all saw Ali Rutschman up up in Oregon. He had his friends and, and teammates there and everything, and you know obviously the bright lights were on him. That's a great moment. Don't, it's don't, a great moment. don't get me wrong, nope. but I agree. But but I just believe that the game deserves more. That so I hope that it changes in the future. I don't know exactly what that is. We both talked about possibly pushing it back. Uh, so hopefully there there's changes that can just make it more exciting. Whether it's moving it back and giving it a bigger day, whether it's trades within the draft, just different things like that can that can spice it up. Hopefully and make it really its own singular entity would be really cool. Hopefully. It would be really cool. I agree. Yeah, yeah, you know so. You know, after seeing someone like Vaughn go number three, I, I think, you know, you had your experience with them. I, I, I had mine for, for my story. I think really we want to talk about it and just be kind of, honestly, kind of just reflect on uh, being Sonoma County athlete and you and you now being a coach. Um, it's something that, that we obviously do all the time, especially, especially with you being a coach and seeing these guys that are from local high schools and stuff like that. And really grow, so I I, I just think it, like, it's really cool to kind of reflect and, and see the way that that these guys are just turning into bigger and better athletes, you know, and, and really kind of they want to put put us on the map, they want to put Sonoma County on the map, and that's what's the coolest thing about it. It means something to them. It meant something to to, to someone like a Johnny Gomes who had seven oh seven on his glove and the world his series, wristbands, everything. everything. It meant something to him, and it's trickled yeah. down. To this generation of athletes, so it's just cool. really cool. It's very, it's very cool, and like we were talking about a few minutes back, just you know, just growing the game and just and just growing, you know, young guys to just keep growing up and wanting to love this game and, and play it hard and and you know there is good baseball around here. You know, a lot of people just think it's more of the, you know, just it's an old dairy area and there's a lot of good food and, and wine and that kind of a wine country thing. This is a baseball area, and I think more and more people are only going to learn that it's a baseball area and uh, just some great players coming up and. Some great stories going on. So this was a lot of fun, and uh, definitely, definitely glad to be back on the air, man. This was a great conversation. It was a lot yeah, of fun. Really enjoyed it. Uh, we didn't, we haven't talked about it yet. I'm not sure if you have a washed athlete of the week yet. Uh, I'm I'm gonna throw one out there very randomly. Uh, uh, we, we've already actually used this one, but I'm gonna go with Andrew Bogut for having three alley oops. Oh, where he yeah. Yeah, I think he, he had, actually played some good defense. He had like three one handed alley oops where he didn't get off the ground. So. Yeah, shout out to Andrew Bogan. Definitely a, a repeating wash out the other day. Hey, congratulations. congratulations. It's the highest honor. It's right there with Andrew Vaughn, number three overall. <laughs> yeah. It's the wash yeah. out of the week. A lot of Andrews going on. So, um, but, so yeah, uh, we're, but Bogan we're right now, you know, he's going to have to play a lot. He's not going to be washed for long. Yeah, he's going to yeah. be nice and. Nice and loose in those I mean, rotations because Looney's come, come on, Looney's uh, collarbone's pretty washed, but that's a whole different thing. Yeah, it's yeah, too soon. Scalpel. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, but uh, no, man, great, great, great stuff tonight. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. Uh, we're gonna be out here coming up soon on another episode, and hopefully having some guests. See you in a month. Soon. No, no, <laughs> see, two more months. <laughs> no. I hate it.
<laughs> no, we're, we're, yeah, we're, we're, we're just happy to be, be back on the air. And Definitely just, glad. Yeah, this is awesome, man. It was a lot of fun. Just jamming and jiving here. Just, on, um, just hanging out. Zipping the deuce here. Just, ta- <laughs> just talking. Watch radio. <laughs> talking a little baseball. All right, guys. Well, yeah, thanks again for tuning in. Uh, we will be back again soon. Thanks, Sounds John. Sounds good. Stay washed. Woo!